Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. Wednesday morning, middle of the week it is. February 21st, 2024. 35 degrees out there already. Starting off on the uh, warmish side for this early in the morning. And uh, Wednesday morning is here. That means it is time for you to get it off your chest. It is what chaps your hide Wednesday. Now is the time to be thinking about what it is that came up this week that might be appropriate for you to get off your chest with what chaps your hide. Text lines open, 402-479-1400. We'll open up the phones to it. Uh, 710-402-479-1400 at as well. Uh, or check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today, and you can, uh, you can participate that way as well. Also, uh, a place there where you can... Check out, if you haven't already, the Munch Madness Bracket. You can either do the Facebook page or you can go to KLIN.com. We printed ours off last night in our own home, and my daughter filled hers out very quickly and uh, had some, some interesting results with hers. So we will uh, we'll be uh, enjoying the next two weeks, getting ready. Two weeks from today, voting in Munch Madness starts, but the bracket, if you missed it yesterday, has been revealed. You can get it online now. You can take a look at it. You can break it down. You can decide where you're going to go eat today and for the next couple of weeks, and you can definitely not complain about the seating. So that is... What is uh, available to you now at com? Uh, You won't believe what happened yesterday, Mark. You will not believe. Yeah, yeah, I probably could believe. Like clockwork. Like clockwork. And and, and some of it, you know, some of the the things are, well, these, you know, why did this crappy restaurant get in? You know, that comes. But nothing ever is quite more than the seating, than the problems with the seatings, which I've got a more scientific process than I've ever had before. For the seatings mm-hmm. on this, and there's a there, people have a hard time getting it kind of through their head that the seating is not my own personal rating or our own personal rating of our preference of the restaurants or the quality of the restaurants. It is the likelihood of their success in winning the matchups that they are in based on data. Based on analytics <laughs> and based a little bit on, you know, my own opinion, my own op- opinion and knowledge. There's a little bit of the eye, a test. little bit of a historic n- longevity, name recognition, how full the parking lots are. Those sorts of things play into it as well. But it is out. Lots of reaction yesterday to the Munch Madness bracket. Um it's always interesting to see where the commentary where the where the commentary goes. What, what, in what terms was, of what's the top level uh, complaint among the wrote? things that I heard yesterday, th- there are th- one of the things that always comes is that there are um, you know I, I guess I would call them food elites mm-hmm. that that will come in and they will see certain restaurants typically long time generationally popular Lincoln restaurants. Gotcha. That they claim are not good for for whatever reason. Um, this is not me saying this, but ones that will get mentioned, ones that got mentioned yesterday were Tico's uh, Highway Diner. They happen to face each other in the first round, so I guess they can be happy. One of them is going to be out. Uh, Laszlo, look at Laszlo's was getting some 
Laszlo's was getting some crossfire yesterday, yeah, which Laszlo's is a, got a that's little a little beat. that's kind of a head scratcher to me, to be honest, on that one. Like, look, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, I get, I don't think the Highway Diner claims to be the epitome of culinary excellence necessarily, um, but that's not what the whole thing is necessarily about. Like, I get it when people suggest places; it's the entire experience. Look, my my exemption was end zone. Okay, again, I don't think Endzone is getting a Michelin award anytime soon, <laughs> right? Would be but, phenomenal. But if they did. I mean, their wings are good, but I don't think they're they're stacking up their culinary chops to you know some place in town like Dish, right? Who which did not make the field, uh, or Carmela's, which did not make the field. But Bradley Cooper's not starring in a movie in the end zone, right? Okay? Yeah, we don't have the bear working back there, <laughs> but. But I have positive memories. I have good feelings associated with that place. Part of that is the food for all of these places. Part of it is could be a whole lot of reasons. It could be, like I, I said in a tweet yesterday, it could be because you had birthday parties when you were a kid there. It could have been the place that was your family's regular place to go out when you didn't go out to eat very often. Right? It, it might be because your, your folks or grandparents or, or whatever loved the place that's why there obviously is nostalgia for some of these places that that comes in for for the ticos and i mean or you know highway diner how many how many people in lincoln have a story of being a highway diner at two in the morning for some reason right so, <laughs> i so, mean so what you're saying is that there's an experiential portion yes that, that goes into this you may have had a I great so. experience yeah and some of the naysayers some of the haters may have had a bad experience right mm-hmm. it's, but it's that doesn't mean you're wrong and they're right yes it's the entire package of vi- the food is a huge part of it no doubt about it food is a huge part of it but makes sense listen you know i would i i, I would kill to be able to go back to valentino's at 70th and van dorn and go into that you know go into that building and have dinner there again like i used to all the time there are some people there are always debates like, about valentino's but I would put that if that still existed, that'd be way up there. For now me. you can go to that building and get a medical. <laughs> now you can go to yeah. Get my yeah, exactly. That's still bizarre to me. I can't quite. I can't quite imagine going into that building. Like I still wonder how they got the smells out of the walls in that place. To be honest, uh, but yes, it it is out printed out. You've got two weeks to to try out the places. That's some of the stuff that I heard. There were a few places. Uh, people asked about that didn't make the field. Uh, got a couple of fireworks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Little cu- couple people. Um, let's see the uh, the uh, Euro place. Uh, there were some people asking about. Uh, help me here. What am I? Um, I'm, uh, both of you are giving me blank looks. Um, wow, I'm having a huge. I know brain people were here. asking about George's. George's. Thank okay. you. George's Gourmet Grill. Thank okay. you. George's Gourmet Grill. I had a couple of questions about that one not being in. Uh, those are both restaurants that have been in in the past that for whatever reason just didn't get the the support on friday morning i'm trying to think if there were any other specific like left out ones that were mentioned here on the thing um there might have been there might have been some others are not coming right one of the other ones that was always popular in other years to be mentioned that hasn't made the field since our world tour was were world tour one is vung tao uh, which I believe is a Vietnamese I restaurant. Feel, That's always a popular one to mention. Well, that gets it's a popular one to mention as soon as the brackets revealed. Yeah, is is, yep. the, is the way it's gone over the last couple of years. Right. So that one, 
Um, you know, and that's but that's that's kind of it, right? That's kind of the the va- listen. The vast majority of response, I know, I get caught up on the sort of snarky, condescending tone from some of the critics, and then I can't help but get myself roped into a social media discussion <laughs> about it. But that said, which does a lot for world peace. Yeah, exactly. I know. I need to remind myself of that. But. The, the vast majority of the response was very excited, which we are about it as well. Lots of restaurants that are a part of this, very excited. If you look at Facebook, uh, it's all over the place on, on Facebook yesterday and this morning as well. And I just saw this this morning. Uh, Caleb sent this to me. Our listener to the show, Brett, 1T Brett, he plotted on a Google Maps um, sheet plotted every restaurant, color-coded it by region, and then on those that are like food trucks, he put the schedule of where they'll be and when they'll be on it. Well, he was so, uh, he was busy. It had to take a ton of time. Uh, so we'll post that. We'll maybe post that up today somewhere mm-hmm. uh, and maybe see if Brett wouldn't mind if we actually put that up on our website because Caleb sent that to me, and it's really what? nice. What? It is like, it's really slick. What's wrong with you, Caleb? You sent it to him and not me? Come on. (laughs) Sorry. Forward it to Mark, please. (laughs) I'll forward it to Mark. Forward it. Uh, Uh, My favorite thing about the the map, though, because you can visually see where places are, all all we really got out of that is that Ramos, the Eatery, and El Toro got rid of norms from their division. That and they're that, all glad they, they, about that. They are all That's still together in the same in the same uh, quadrant of the bracket. It was one of the uh, one of the implications, but, but they kicked norms out of not going geographic. <laughs> but the, the, those three are together. Those though? three are still. I didn't in the even same realize region. that. That's interesting. Those I three didn't are even, uh, in the paprika region, and that's just kind of how the how the dice rolled um, in in terms of in terms of the seating. So, did you get an analysis or any? comment credos uh, credos uh, or criticism from uh, Jeff Korbelik the N- Lincoln he's not really expert. on social media much anymore so I should send one to him that's a and, good idea I haven't talked to him in a while he's uh you know kind of the expert on yeah that would be good I should I should send that send that one to him uh, and then a lot of people saying hey there's you know almost half of these places I've never been to even though I've been living in Lincoln for a long time and and those sorts of things so that gives you the opportunity. So if you get out to these places, shoot us a text on the text line or a post on our Facebook page where you went. Uh, I, I don't mind food, you know, a little picture of the food so people can see it. Uh, send it your way, especially over the course of the next two weeks. Uh, I believe, guys, we now have at KLIN.com also the full schedule of voting yep. as well. So if you're wondering if you're uh, wondering when your favorite restaurant will be up for a vote, yeah, you just go to KLIN.com, click on the, the Munch of Badness flipper, and then there's a voting schedule right below the printable bracket that you can take a look at. So um, I know we'll have restaurants that are wondering when they'll they'll be voting, so they can check that out and uh, and uh, we'll be doing we'll be doing the Cayenne Region A first. So that'll be uh, Muchachos Ybor, Mr. Huiz versus Daffodil. Bonwich Cafe versus Canyon Joe's and Misty's versus Mi Tierra. So that's how things will start coming up two weeks from today. So there you go. Uh, that is the update. And thanks again to the University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union for sponsoring us and all of the work that uh, a bunch of people behind the scenes did with this, uh, especially Maria and Kenny 
uh, in uh, in getting this all up yesterday and out. So we're very we're very excited about it, and hoping you guys go to a lot of these a uh, lot of these places and let us know what you think. I got a lot I get, I need to go to. I've never actually done the count on how many that I've been to or haven't been to, but man, I bet it's, it's sad to say for me, but I bet it's half and half almost that I've been to versus haven't been to, which is crazy, but. Mm-hmm. I think that's off to count them out and see what actually happens with that. So, well, it's also tough when you get whenever because this has been the last few years. We get to the selection show and there are nominations coming in, and we're going. We've never heard of this place. Yeah. Yep. Let, let, let alone been there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which happened this year too, with about three, three, four places. So there you go. Uh, that is the uh, that's updated. It's all out there now for Munch Madness, and we are very excited about getting going with that. Want to see too? I'll, t- I'll I'll be interested in hearing your predictions too on on uh, who you think is going to take the bracket this year. I I'm picking uh, I'm picking Tina's Cafe to go all the way this year and get the win. Caleb, you had uh, I've got Penelope's the little uh, cafe that could gets it done. Mark, you have a pick yet? Or are I, you going to take have, a look at it? I still got to analyze. Okay, it. take a look. That's I fine. Was, I was busy yesterday. I figured. Yeah, I wasn't. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another another beautiful day yesterday again. Mark, we're going to get the how much longer do we get this stuff? This is uh, oh, another today and and then it it's cooler. But still above normal. You mean like not seventy? Okay. Uh, hell yeah! I mean, <laughs> we tied the record yesterday. Yeah, and we could hit seventy again today. Uh, yeah, back into the in the fifties for the end of the week. But the weekend now. Look, Saturday sixty three, Sunday sixty seven, uh, Monday seventy three. Are you kidding me? Whoo! Fantastic. Yep. It does. It continues to feel like we're going to get it in March. It continues to feel like. We are due to just get a not a uh, you know not not what we saw in January, but just a crappy cloudy March. I've got a I've got a bad feeling about the month of March now. Yeah, we are getting so ridiculously spoiled, like unbelievably spoiled here if in that, this month of February, if that and it's wonderful. Crazy roundabout ever you know that Doctor Dewey talks about up at the uh, Arctic Circle. If it ever happens to break loose again, you know we could have that cold plunge. That's true. That's true, <laughs> that, uh, without a doubt. So, anyway, good news. Good news still going forward. Get out there. Everybody was walking their dog yesterday, That in my neighborhood at least. Oh, yeah, we, we got ours out and about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Mark, what else do we have here uh, we need to make sure well, people uh, know about for headlines? Probably not something either of you are really interested in at this point, but somebody of my age is. Uh, there is a an effort by Senator Rob Clements to uh, eliminate inheritance tax. Yeah, I saw that. State. So you know that that bill um, moving forward that uh, upsets some counties, county boards, because inheritance tax goes to the county. Ah, and so they're trying to look at replacement revenue. This there have been efforts to do this in in past legislative yes, sessions. Yes, I, there's there been talk about it for a long time, and, but but the uh, the biggest news uh, nothing overnight from Lincoln Police to report. Although there was an armed robbery, I guess over the weekend. Okay. And uh, we're going to, um, I've checked on it this morning and not a lot of details, but maybe Tom will get that at uh, today's briefing. But Paul Hamill, Nebraska Examiner, dropped a story at 545 this morning. Kind of shocked me a little bit. Uh, Nebraska Auditor Mike Foley <laughs> I saw this. said the Department of Health and Human Services last year under Danette Smith tried to go around the auditor's office and hire a private CPA firm. To do their own uh, yeah. private accounting audit they of uh, they didn't of care for 
Foley's audits uh, process since evidently. So. Interesting. He called yeah. it an extraordinarily bold move and a direct assault upon the inherent constitutional authority of his office. Yeah. So new leadership now at DHHS, yes. at least for but, the time being. So well, yeah. Although he still hasn't been approved by the uh, yeah. legislature. Yeah. So Some question there and pretty good basketball game. Yeah, Creighton uh, Creighton gets the win last night. Number one, Nebraska women get the win against Northwestern. Caleb will have details there. 25 points. And a big one tonight. I mean, I think it's a little hard to overstate how big a win would be tonight if Nebraska can Need go it. into Bloomington. Could be, uh, could be uh, another night of uh, partying well into the night. Nebraska can get it. We'll see. You're going to be sleepy tomorrow morning. Yeah, I might be. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. 625, we'll take a break. 35 degrees in the capital city. You were listening to KLIA. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is Brad Anderson. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 637 right now, 35 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you with us today on another beautiful day coming up weather-wise on your Wednesday. It's What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday as well. We're a half hour away from opening up the phone lines to you to tell us what's chapping your hide. Get that off your chest and make you feel better going throughout the rest of this nice day. Enjoy that sunshine without anything standing in the way of it. That's bothering you. Uh, you can also still text in right now, 402-479-1400, or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. Uh, Caleb and I were just discussing. We had a, uh, we, we, we realized, oh my goodness, it's Wednesday. We don't have a request line Friday theme that has been communicated yet at this point. And we did this last year and it was wildly popular. So we thought with the Munch Madness bracket out, we're going to give it another go. And see uh, see if uh, you guys can continue to be creative. This is a Munch Madness uh, theme that invites creativity, I would say. This is going to be songs that involve food or eating or restaurants, I suppose. Anything kind of tangentially related to the experience of going out to eat for Munch Madness. Right, mm-hmm. so and, it, and it, could, it includes the not just the song title, but the artist as well, or a lyric in it, or the artist if you want to do it as well. So yes, whatever, whatever you do, um, if you if you did one last year, see so if you can find an, a new one for this year, even better. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, if related to food, eating, dining, um, or using words that are associated with those things either in the lyric or the song title or as Caleb said in the uh, in the artist's name as well. So that's what it'll be. Text in those to 402-479-1400 and we'll be uh, spinning those tunes on Friday morning in honor of Munch Madness 15 brought to you by University of Nebraska 
Federal Credit Union. All right, we got uh, Officer Chad coming in here in about 15 minutes, so we should probably, guys, get going with I should I also didn't mention uh didn't mention what's coming up on the show a little bit later. Today, of course, much uh uh request line nope. Munch Madness request line Friday, neither of those. What chaps your hide Wednesday mm-hmm. uh is coming up at seven ten. Morning drive we're counting down the five things that we're talking about is coming up That's at seven thirty five. Uh it is that day of the uh month where we are uh, visiting with Mayor Leary and Gaylor Baird. So that is gonna come up today at eight ten. And then I'm sorry, this is just how the schedule fell at eight thirty five, but we are going to have a very gloaty John Bishop joining us after Creighton beats the number one team in the nation, which is old hat, obviously, for us, right? That's something, you yeah. know, beating number one, beating top ten teams that come in, you know, something that we're very used to. So, you know, just give him a little leeway, I guess, right? It's new to him. Yeah, it's so, first time, so we yeah, got to let him. Time. It, yeah, no, nobody ever know. forgets their first time. Let, let him go ahead, get a little excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's jump in. To the morning drive. Uh, let's start with. Uh, let's get the politics out of the way, like I usually like to do. I don't have a lot on this today, although Nikki Haley did do a uh, state of the campaign type speech yesterday, and we were talking yesterday about eh, if she gets absolutely, you know, beaten badly in her home state, how can she actually stay in the race? Like it, how. How is it that she she can actually keep going? Well, she sounds at least like she has no plans. Even no matter what happens in South Carolina, she's got no plans. At least this is what she says of dropping out anytime soon. In a state of the race address today, Nikki Haley confirmed she is not caving to calls to drop out. The former South Carolina governor vowed to continue her campaign for the Republican nomination past her home state's primary this Saturday. According to the latest Suffolk University USA Today poll, former President Trump holds a commanding lead, 63 to 35 percent among likely voters in the state. Trump did show up this afternoon. A large crowd gathered to see him in. The former president was last in South Carolina Wednesday, and tonight we'll sit down for an exclusive town hall in Greenville with Fox's Laura Ingram. Today, the Trump campaign released a memo titled, The End is Near for Nikki Haley, predicting that within three to four weeks, Trump will have earned enough delegates to secure the nomination. All right. So, by the way, that was uh, that was recorded yesterday. So that sit-down town hall interview thing with Laura Ingram happened, happened yesterday. Uh, a couple of thoughts on that. A couple of thoughts on that. Number one, uh, number one, the reason candidates generally get out of these races is not just because they're losing it's because they're losing and they have no money yeah to to go with so i suppose if haley is i mean if if what she's saying is true she must have some sense that the money isn't going to dry up and maybe like my thought was this would probably be her last date but the more i think about it i wonder if the money behind her is just saying hey this time it's worth continuing to invest because the next few months are going to be so unpredictable, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? Who knows what happens with, um, you know, with Trump's legal things, legal issues as well. Honestly, the way that she, in some ways, the way that she talks now, she almost sounds like a third party candidate in some ways. Right. So yeah. is that, could that be something? 
that could be coming with this. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's possible or if she would even consider something like that. But you just kind of look at the look at the reasons if what she said is true, why that would be happening. And it does perhaps make a little bit more sense in this case to just hang on just in case, because who knows, really, (laughs) who knows what the coming weeks and months are going to hold. Although I don't know what it would. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine anything derailing Trump's support like legit. Yeah. Anything. But, but I, I mean, if, I can't. I mean, I think he was almost right that he could probably shoot somebody, and it wouldn't really go away. So yeah, but I on think, the outside of what's imaginable, I guess right now, if something were to come up, Nikki Haley, stay ready. Yeah, I like, think that's. I think that's it. what the it, it, again. If what and that could have just been kind of lip service at this point, and maybe she would. We've certainly seen that before, where a candidate's like, "I'm in for the long haul," and then. Two days later, they're like, "Today, I'm suspending my campaign." Right, so we'll see. But if it's hap- if it happens, I would suppose maybe that's the reason. This is a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a unique situation here. Um, man, it took a long time. It felt like, but we finally have some details on uh, on the criminal proceedings, on the arrests, on indictments that went along with the Kansas City Chiefs parade shooting uh, just yesterday. We got some of this information. Here's the latest. Kansas City prosecutors have announced they're filing multiple charges, which include second-degree felony murder against suspects 22-year-old Lindell Mays and 18-year-old Dominic Miller. The second-degree murder charges could bring a life sentence. Both are being held on $1 million bond. While prosecutors would not say just how many shooters were involved, they did indicate it's likely more individuals could face charges. And prosecutors say Miller and Lindell Mays brandished firearms following an argument after the rally. The two were hospitalized, both with injuries and, according to prosecutors, it was Miller's gun that struck and killed Kansas City radio personality Lisa Lopez-Galvan. Wow. So, man, we heard so many different things with this, right? Originally, there were three people who were in custody now we're only hearing about two charged. Weren't they originally described as three juveniles um, in the very initial stages of this? Uh, sounds like that's not the case either. They, she did indicate there that perhaps there are more people who are who are involved. How many people? I guess the question is how many people were pulling triggers of guns, right, essentially right. in in this crowded in this crowded situation. Um, there was uh, another piece of news on this. Uh, that was sad and and touching at the same time. Uh, the the woman who died, Lisa Lopez, she was wearing uh, at the time to the parade. She wore a Harrison Butker jersey um, because, in, in part, from what I understand, is Butker's been outspoken about his Catholic faith, and she shared that, and she liked she she had kind of been drawn to him as a player. Um, Harrison Butker obviously had a lot of people reach out to him after that. He put out a statement yesterday, um, basically, you know, giving his, uh, giving some heartfelt condolences. It wasn't, it wasn't going through the motions, um, and, and talking about the situation, uh, and also is going to, they're going to, uh, at her services, they're going to have uh, a new jersey that he has donated, uh, that is going to be with her, uh, when she is, when she's buried. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was uh, that was part of the news yesterday as well. That's touching. Uh, other things 
that are going on here this morning to get to. Hey, if you're sending emails at work, maybe you already thought about this, and maybe your company already has a policy about it as well. Like, you send an email, you know that people within your company are going to see it. And now might not just be people who are seeing it at your company. It may be an AI assistant that is combing through the emails that you send and receive at work and any other messages. There is a growing trend of companies using AI like Startup Aware, that is an AI tool, to monitor company communication. Aware says that 90% of their clients use their AI tool for e-discovery. Essentially, that's monitoring for speech that creates legal risk. The other portion of their business is reading employee sentiment in real time. Are employees happy? Are they angry? Companies like Delta use their tool for both legal purposes and to assess sentiment. Now, some of the apps that this new software might be used on are things like Slack, Microsoft Teams, Workplace, or Zoom Chat. Monitoring as messages are sent back and forth between employees. Oh, God. That sounds very Orwellian, doesn't it? Way to go, big brother. Jeez. Let's monitor your Slack to see what, let the AI determine what kind of a mood that you're in. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. Wait, the, the AI can just ask me what kind of mood. Yeah, we'll yeah, be, we'll why, be why, honest. Why don't you just tell me what kind of a mood you're in? <laughs> this might be something keeping an eye on if you are a uh, if you're a beer lover, if you're a uh, beer drinker, especially of uh, uh, of more macro brews. Uh, right now, there's a little bit of a labor issue in Texas, oh. and it sounds like there's a chance that this could become much bigger geographically and it could it could have some impact of you know if this goes on for a while on your uh, on your supply of your uh, your favorite beverage perhaps 420 members of Teamsters local 997 walked off the job at Molson Coors Fort Worth Brewery Saturday over failed contract talks it's time to start giving back to us like I said we put them on our back now you need to put us on your back local 997 treasurer Rick Medema Teamsters are now warning that workers at Anheuser-Busch InBev's U.S. breweries are also set to walk off the job for now now, Molson Coors is telling Fox Business that its latest pay offer exceeds market rates. Anheuser-Busch says union leadership walked out of their latest talks after canceling the previous four. Both beer giants say they're committed to reaching a fair deal, though with strong contingency plans in place. In the case of a potential nationwide strike, Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Yeah, better opportunity to drink local. <laughs> That's true. That's true, although you want to see a country get desperate for... Uh, labor peace uh you know in the same way when like baseball has been strike on strike in the past and football almost was probably beer might be the next step to uh to doing that how do how do we unify how do we how do we we, listen let's get management let's get the labor reps down at the same table and i will i will break this thing down with you guys and i'll help broker a deal between the two of you fair deal and we'll all do it over a beer schaefer will go down and mediate this yeah there you go (laughs) there you go uh all right um couple other things here that i want to get to hey i i I played this because or i want to play this because we've had stories on the show a lot in fact we are our business other businesses locally have dealt with this with ransomware situations Mm -hmm. and when it happens it's so maddening and it's just like oh i'd like to get my hands on the get get my hands on the people that are behind this what a dirt what a dirty lowdown 
rotten trick. And there's never any real satisfaction with it. So I thought I would play this one. They got some of these jerks Good. who were doing this. In fact, a very big conglomerate of jerks who were doing this. The FBI and international law enforcement officials have seized the dark website of Lockbit, the world's most prolific ransomware group. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the takedown of Lockbit was a joint effort by the Department of Justice and the UK. Together, we dismantled and seized infrastructure that the Lockbit ransomware group has used to target over 2,000 victims and extort more than $120 million in ransom payments. The hackers have targeted organizations like U.S. health care providers, claiming responsibility for a November attack on New Jersey-based Capital Health, as well as a January attack on Fulton County, Georgia's court system, tax system, and jailhouse. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. But nobody ever going in to just zero out some student loans. Nobody ever hopping in to do that. You're looking for like the Robin Hood of ransomware attacks, essentially. Put your talents to good use, okay. guys. Yeah. Well, I hope they throw the book at these people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Last but not least, uh, on a fun note, uh, college football playoff made it official yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew this was coming, but they will officially be expanding for next year, the vote was affirmed, and we got a little bit more idea of exactly what this is going to look like in the sport that so many of us love, a completely new postseason. In a unanimous vote from the board of managers, the college football playoff is going from four teams to 12 this coming season with what they call a 5 plus 7 format. Here's how it works. The five highest-ranked conference champions all get automatic bids in top seeds. Then, whatever the seven highest-ranked remaining teams, regardless of conference are, fill out the rest of the field. The top four seeds all get first-round buys, while seeds five through eight will host the opening games on their home fields. Quarterfinal and semifinal games will be played in the New Year's Six Bowl games like the Rose, Orange, and Cotton, rotating among those by year. Then, the national championship will still be at a neutral site. Greg Thompson. Fox News. All right, so there was a little bit of inaccuracy. The top four conference champions, top four ranked conference champions get a bye. Okay, so if like a second-place team was not a conference champion but was ranked higher than a conference champion, the conference champion would still get that yes. spot is what you're yeah. saying. Okay, yeah. And, but And there's nothing to say that, you know, with the five and seven thing that Four Big Ten or five SEC teams couldn't make it, right? Exactly. Or, or let's say, uh, let's say UCF wins the American and they're ranked. Well, they're in the Big Twelve now, but well, right, right, they're they're, they're in the Big Twelve. Uh, who's still in the American? Tulsa, sure. Let's say Tulsa, and they're ranked seventh, right? But someone wins the ACC and they're ranked tenth. Well, the the ACC team doesn't get the buy. Right, the the American team does. Yeah. So, so it's the four highest ranked of conference the conference champions. champions. One additional conference champion, and then after that, it's all at large. Yeah, and then it's a change from the six and six because that six and six it included a power five where Pac twelve was in there. Plus, gotcha. Plus, hypothetically, so there's no a guaranteed spot for a smaller school. No guarantee. Well, not really. Yeah. You, when you when you say it's it's five conference champions, you're going to think 
SEC, Big 12, Big 10, ACC, and then from there, oh, potentially the American, potentially gotcha. the Mountain West. That fifth one is so kind of, okay, is the, the group of five, potential, what yeah. would be the group of five. And the pack, the pack 12, which is now two, is not guaranteed a spot, right. but now that there's seven at large, that's a better chance for Washington State and Oregon State. Gotcha, gotcha. So probably be the four buys will be the four big conference yes. champions. Yes. All right. 655, that is it for your morning, uh, for your sound off. <laughs> Uh, we've got Officer Chad coming up next. You are listening to KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, there you go. Have you ever got to uh, Officer Chad in, in uh, this show? Have you got to bunch of, uh, bust a bunch of computer hackers? That's probably not an, ex- uh, that, that's not an experience you've had. No, that, that would be a technical investigations unit job. And what that else? is... What if you just see some probable cause for some computer hacking going on? And uh... hey, uh, Ti, you guys come handle this because I don't know what the heck they're talking about. <laughs> I, I can turn my computer on, and that's about it. All right, he's going to bust into I your AOL messenger. Nor, nor... Hey, I still have Hotmail. Go ahead and make fun. Hotmail? Do you really? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Officer Chad wow. at Hotmail.com. Wow. 1997 called it wants its email address back. Holy cow. I remember going to work and stopping for gas and a fountain soda and getting the stupid little CDs. Free AOL. Free AOL. Now computers don't even have CD drives on. We had so many and we used them as coasters in our apartment. Uh, all right. Uh, wow, I almost I started late, so we got to get to Crime Stoppers. What do we got going on today? Uh, how about we do Ding Dong Burglary? Oh. This one's a little interesting. So the guy in the reflective vest goes up, knocks on a door of a house here in Lincoln, gets no answer. So he walks around the back. Um, while he's walking around the back of the house, he kind of disappears. A 06 to 15 Mazda CX-9 shows up with two more males. They walk into the backyard. All three of them presumably burglarize a house then get into the CX-9 and take off. Wow. Uh, this one's a little interesting because it looks like he's dressing up as a utility worker for, for cover. Yeah. Uh, next one is kickflip. Had a skateboarder go into the family dollar 24th and end with a skateboard while he was there. Used a credit card, didn't belong to him. Got about $300 worth of stuff. All right. And check it out with pictures of uh, those and uh, many other items that LPD is looking for help on at LincolnCrimeShoppers.com. All right. You work on the computer hacking stuff, and we'll check in <laughs> again next week. I'll let know what they're doing. Do that. All right. 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Favorite traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. You know, it's uh, it's time for What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday. Meaning phone lines are open for you now if you want to call in 402-479-1400. Uh, text on that same number. Go to the Facebook page. I will tell you what. The response so far to what chaps your eye Wednesday today as compared to most other weeks, especially during the winter, is indicative of a week where we've had multiple almost 70 degree days, where we've had the much badness bracket revealed, where the local sports teams are doing relatively well. I don't know what what else is going right right now. In life to make this kind of a response to what chaps your hide Wednesday uh, like it is today, because we've got a, 
I think, a record low number of responses on the Facebook page and the text. And I'll say it again. I say it every time. There will be a time. I don't know when it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen next week. I don't know if it'll happen 10 years from now. There will be a time where What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday will have created a utopia in this community. And it will no longer be needed. It will be obsolete because everyone will be happy about everything. This would give us an indication here, Caleb, that we are down farther along that path than we might have thought. So great for us. Maybe not great for the segment, but we'll see. We'll see. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Debbie is still chapped about something, so Utopia is not set in yet. Good morning, Debbie. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Obviously, I'm not chapped about the weather or the sports win. Nothing like that. But this one keeps popping up, so I probably will be around for quite a while. This time of year, a lot of people, are, including myself, are putting together their taxes to give to the accountant. And I have, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, what's called an organizer. It's a booklet, and you have to place certain things on certain pages. Well, I don't fill those pages out because I'm not sure exactly how to do a lot of it. But so I take the statements that I get in the mail, and then I use paper clips to clip the items, you know, to the pages for mm-hmm. to go on. Mm-hmm. And paper clips are stuck together. I don't care what happens i try to get one out of the out of the container and they're interlocked there's always one or two stuck together i can't just pull one out i don't know how they get interlocked like that because they're next to impossible to unlock <laughs> and it's the, so if i'm holding on to this organizer with one hand and trying to grab paperclip with the other i'll get three or you four can't just get one right right no. yes have you ever done that? You know, so they're interlocked. Are you talking about like? Are you talking about like the metal wire ones or the black clamp yeah. ones? No, no, the metal ones. The metal ones. The, 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 no, the the minor plastic coated. not the clamp. These are regular paper. Clips. Yeah, regular paper clips. I don't know. I just don't use paper clips that often. It's so I don't same, know. It's the same magic that you see a, a magician use when they have the rings and you're like, oh, how'd they push those together? <laughs> yes. Except the paper clips just do it themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly. true. Exactly. And then they're next to impossible. I'm going to you a stack, Jack, and see if you can pull one out okay. of the container. I'll try and, and see if I've got the dexterity to to do that. <laughs> luckily, uh, my, luckily, my so wife put my wife puts the documents together that we have to do for taxes, so uh, I'll see uh, how the paperclip situation is going at our house with her. How's that? Yeah, you ask her <laughs> if they're interlocked, because mine always are, and they're impossible to get unlocked. All right. Even with two hands. I got you, Debbie. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's going to be a, that is gonna be an impediment to Utopia and linking the paperclip situation. A lot of people don't think of that. Big paperclip coming in. Honestly, I don't know that I have, I mean, everything I do, uh, there's so little paper that I deal with anymore. I don't know if I know in my house where I've got a, like a container of paper clips. I don't think I have a container of paper clips in my house. I don't know that I, I can tell you the last time I used a paper clip Saturday. <laughs> okay. I just, that's how I, I kept all of my uh, my kind of notes and script and everything organized for the Heartland Cancer Foundation Mardi Gras Gala. Okay. All right. There you go. But prior you to go. that, no idea. We used to have... Now, I will tell you this. 
We did have a stapler in my house. Have you ever had one of those? Again, something that I haven't used. My stapler use has decreased like significantly since my in-school years. Remember everything you would always hand in in school? You'd put a staple in the top left corner, uh-huh. right? And yep. that's how you would read a paper and, and did you'd you, print it did out. Did you staple perfectly no. level or no. did you go diagonal? I, just, I was there for speed. Oh, you didn't even care the way didn't it went care. in there. No, not at all. But we used to have a stapler at our house. That's even worse. I know. I do remember this. We had a stapler at our house, and you didn't use it much, but whenever you wanted to use it, it would do that thing where it would only, it would like dispense the staple, but it would only be that like the ends wouldn't bend in like they're supposed to every time we tried to use that stupid thing. But I would say chapping my hide is just trying to find. It, the people who have an incredible ability to find things in their own home, and maybe this is usually a, a spousal situation or a family situation, but the moment when I'm looking for something in our house, right? Maybe I'm looking for paper clips, or maybe I'm looking for my keys, or maybe I'm looking for, like, I. For whatever reason, I tend to be in this situation a lot where I have no idea <laughs> where something is in our house. And while it is, in the end, very helpful that my wife seems to always suggest a place where it ends up being, in the end, it's helpful. In the moment, it's a little high chappy. It's okay? frustrating. It's a little frustrating that she's got that ability that I was not gifted in my life because it's not even things. And, and here's how it always goes. She was like, she was like. Did you look place X? And I'm like, I know it's not there. Or, or yeah, I already did. And then she will go look in that place, and voila! Like every time, I do not understand <laughs> it. It is so, it is so frustrating that I have to go through that process because I, I swear I looked there. I swear it's not there. Blah blah blah. And I don't know if you guys all have a person in your life like that, but. That is really frustrating. Well, my wife changes what cabinet she puts away our big measuring cup. For whatever reason, okay, sometimes that cupboard's a little full, so she'll go and put it somewhere else. I know what cupboard it's supposed to be in. So I check that one cupboard, and then I ask her. She goes, oh, no, that, that's not where it goes. It has gone there for two years. What do you mean that's not where it goes? I got, an, I got another one related to that that's a little high chappy. <laughs> My my daughter. Anybody who's got tween or teenage kids knows the fight about making having them clean their rooms, right? I'm sure I, you. Pro, I was me, me. I was this way with my parents. Been this way with my kids. We did the thing where we tip my daughter. We we're like, you got to get your room cleaned this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Finally got a room cleaned this weekend. Nose to the grindstone. Got it done. Do you know what I don't have room for anymore in my house? All of the cups and dishes. <laughs> That have now been, they re- were that have in been reintroduced into our kitchen because of this. They were in captivity. <laughs> I, it's mainly cups. And it is like, why in the world do we have this? There's no, there's no need for this many cups in a single house. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, you, you brought up that you had a, a stapler growing up. 
we had a pencil sharpener that was like installed on the wall. Like a crank one? A crank one. In your one. house? Yes. Are you kidding on me? On our back porch. That is, wow, what an elementary school feel on your back porch. Yeah, on our back porch. So, I'm pretty sure it was there when we moved in. That's so weird. But it would be like. Wait, you, so in the winter, if if you needed your pencil sharpened, you had to go outside in the, so it in was, the central it was, Nebraska it was in, cold? Like it was enclosed, but it was definitely like it got cold or hot. Like there were. There was nothing so stopping weird. any of the outside. So, yeah, it was, oh, I got to sharpen this pencil. Let's go to the back porch, where typically that's where you would, you'd have to watch out for wasps a lot back there, too. <laughs> By the way, another thing that my usage of de- has declined incredibly since, like, age 12 is just use of regular old pencils. You remember, you remember elementary school, the, you got a nice, perfectly sharpened pencil, and then you got it, get the pencil on the paper, and first thing, crack. So frustrating. Or you had a dull one, and you're just trying to find the lead part of it. I'm so glad I don't use pencils anymore regularly. <laughs> yeah, it's exclusively uh, pencils. Yeah, I'm very glad. Uh, back to the phones. Trenwood Park, Anita. She has a chaps. Good morning, Anita. What chaps your hide? Well, I just want to make sure how many Debbies we have on the morning show. I was listening to Dan Parsons yesterday. And when I was listening to Debbie doing a wonderful job on his quiz, I just was chapping my hide that everybody who was calling in had had a top things of zero points to one point, and you had to describe how old you were. And if you've ever dialed in a rotary phone, give yourself a point. And if you have ever used a fax machine... Give yourself yep. a point. So Johnny Cadillac was up to three points, and Debbie got zero points, and our councilwoman got zero points. And I just want to know what age category I am, because I also got zero points. So when you're the winner and you still get zero, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so what it was was if you had used I, – I saw this. You lost it points to, or you got it, points? You, it was zero points if you had done the thing. Okay. So I've done the two things she mentioned. So I would might probably be at zero too, Anita. Well, I think he had over twenty items. Oh wow! So, it was a huge, a huge list. I'm going to run through and it. When ver- we got to the end. I didn't know for sure if we were the winners or the because <laughs> you had zero. I got it. I got it. And at the very end, it's just he said it's just like golf, and I thought, oh my gosh, what are what are you talking about? This is a, a show. I think I know who Debbie is. She's just wonderful. Are you saying the councilwoman, Johnny Cadillac, and Debbie all are winners? Or winners? <laughs> so I was just chapping my hide, just saying, give her a prize already. Come on. <laughs> He's lived through all these things. And so when he mentioned it to golf, I thought, well, just wait a second. It's supposed to be a, a gentleman's game. But it's chapped my hide that he was trying to compare his questionnaire and Debbie, I'm like, oh, don't you dare. She wakes up early in the morning. She's our morning show gotcha. person. She should get a huge thing. So thank you very thank much. Thank you, Anita. Throwing the golfing uh, scoring in there. Thank you, Anita. I if appreciate it. If you flip it. it the other way, it's 20 points, not zero. All right. Here's what it is. Okay. 
Rotary used a rotary yes. phone, used a floppy disk, yes. used a typewriter, yes. taking photos with a film camera, yes. listened to music on a CD, yes. listened to music on a cassette tape, yes. listened to a vinyl record, yes. listened to music on a Walkman, yes. listened to music on a boombox outside, yes. watched a video from a VHS yes. tape, sent or received a fax, yes. recorded music from radio yes. to cassette, rented a video from Blockbuster, yes. accessed the internet by dial-up, yes. used a phone book, sent yes. a postcard, yes. used a paper map to get somewhere, yes. owned a dictionary, yes. owned an encyclopedia, yes. paid with a paper check. Yes, okay. That one, that, you don't even have to be, yeah. That the only a- one I have not done in all of that, by the way, is I have never used a rotary phone. Really? Really? My, um, yeah, I've done that. I've done that a few times. Uh, real quick, Facebook page. Uh, Shelly posts a picture of Caitlin Clark's cereal at the Lincoln High V. Oh, no. I walked by this display, too. I was going to mention it. I'm glad that Shelly mentioned it. There was a special display in the front of the high V, a Caitlin Clark Crunch Time cereal, front and center. When people walk in, and I'm like, come on. Have, like, read the room. Okay? Read mm-hmm. the room. Stock it on the regular shelves, right? With the, you know. Put it in the back. With like, Make someone ask for with it. With, like, the, the generic Cocoa Puffs or something, right? Uh, do we have anything quick from the text line that we need to get to? We're not. Like I said, there wasn't much. Uh, Steve said people who get President's Day off. Ah, Dealer Dave says my nose hair trimmer. It either doesn't cut anything or completely destroys the skin <laughs> in my nose. There's no middle ground. Todd says this beautiful weather that two months from now we'll get eight inches of snow. Yeah. <laughs> Other uh, Phil thinks the Gen X uh, winning song on co- Generation Collaboration should be nothing but a good time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we could switch it up. That would work just as well. That was my, that was my initial pick was Pearl Jam, but that's fair enough. Mosh Pit okay. Chad says people who vote for bad restaurants in Munch Madness. Oh, I know. Please we, visit a doctor to get your taste listen, buds Listen, Chad, checked. I heard it already. Jeez. <laughs> vote them out. Vote, vote with your actual voting finger. All right, 724. Chris Lofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right. It is 740 on LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 34 degrees in the capital city, and it is time to count them down. So, without any further ado, let's get things started today with... Number five, Nebraska State Auditor Mike Foley said that last year, under the uh, direction of CEO Danette Smith, that they tried to hire an outside CPA firm to audit the agency and avoid him. Story uh, dropped this morning by Paul Hamill in the Nebraska Examiner. Yeah, so Foley was testifying in front of the Appropriations Committee yesterday and said what they did was an extraordinarily bold move. And a, this is what he said, a direct assault upon the inherent constitutional authority of the office. So now, now the CEO at the time, Jeanette Smith, she took off last year. Yes. Um, and she's, she's gone. By the way, she took, I didn't realize this. She's named the commissioner of the behavioral health administration for the state of Colorado. Yeah. She now, took a, a job with a national firm, but that, evidently that didn't last very long. Right. Yeah, so she's now moved on to uh, to Colorado. Um, DHHS responded 
and said, well, they sought a request for information from private firms doing due diligence to determine if other options may save taxpayer resources. So they're saying, Mark, they're like, well, you know, we could probably do this for cheaper than the the, the, the auditor's work would cost the taxpayers here. So uh, we'll be uh, we want we need to go through that process to actually do that. Evidently uh, found it. But Foley said, well, wait a second. That cost of the annual audit, that's fully reimbursed by the uh, by the federal government. Right. It's an audit of the federal funds received by the Department of Health and Human Services. So the feds require that audit. So they pay for it. Right. But, you know. I would imagine it's an interdepartmental transfer. It goes to the Department of Health and Human Services, and they have to pay for the audit, but it's reimbursed, as Foley said. So I, I guess he uh, went, so to the, they, went to the governor and... Uh, and legislature members. Yep. And said, this isn't right. And, and they uh, backed off then. It, they, got, it got shut down. So they order. didn't end up doing... Yeah, he said, fortunately, after making clear that I would not sit silently while this important audit work was being hijacked and the fiscal welfare of the state of Nebraska jeopardized as a result, the peculiar and unprecedented attempt to seize control of the federal funds audit process came to a screeching halt. Um, Here's and, a, a news item that didn't get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just... It just had to be in the public testimony before yeah, we even that's found out about the, it. We, we, we found out about the whole thing now. No further comment from anyone else in terms of why the effort to hire the private... I mean, listen, it it seems like a, seems like there should kind of be, to to take steel word from Lisa Bluter, there should be some kind of a protocol here. Like, do you bid this stuff out or do you have to use the auditor, right? It seems like a fairly simple simple standard that should be in place for state agencies i would think well constitutionally the state auditor probably has jurisdiction on something like this the the issue though that uh, the department of health and human services evidently did not like some of the audits that the state auditor had done in the past uh critical of some of the processes and things like that so there was a there was a not not necessarily a rift but there was some friction between the department of health and human services and the auditor's office and so they wanted to, you know, see if they could well, go around. But anyway, the, the new head of the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, Foley, was quoted right at the end of the meeting. So he has a good, uh, Foley says, he has a good relationship with Steve Corsi and that uh, Corsi would never be part of such a scam. All right. <laughs> First, he's got to get approved by the legislature, though, yeah. some of whom have questions about exactly his job history and hiring that yes. that went along with that so before we before we completely jump on his bus might want to make sure he gets completely uh completely approved by the legislature but you know uh, mike foley's so. got a pretty good track record as an auditor oh and, he'll and he'll and find stuff he'll get at it he's gonna, <laughs> he will find stuff he will there's no <laughs> doubt about that um there's no doubt about it so but people listen Probably not a fun job, right? I mean, who's excited to he- see him knocking at your door? Well, <laughs> if you're a state agency, right? Well, if you're doing oh. everything right, it's it, right. Sure, yeah. Like I'm sure everyone always is. 
Then you're overjoyed. I, hey, the auditor's here. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm doing everything right on the road. But if I get pulled over, I'm immediately going through the 90 things I think it could have done wrong. Imagine. I mean, even imagine this guy. He not. He calls anybody. He walks into anybody's office. Nobody's ever excited to see him. That's got a. That's got a weigh on a person after a while. But his. Point, I would think. his point. Instead of trying to find a different firm that would be beholden to a department. Take the corrective actions that they recommend and implement them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Don't That's get mad true. at the auditor. No. Look at what they say. I'm not mad. I'm just worried about his, you know, <laughs> about whether he ever gets any positive reaffirmation in his life. <laughs> that is one of those That positions. was one of the things about, <laughs> that was one of those things about when I was practicing law. I knew when my phone rang, it was never going to be somebody who was particularly happy on the other end. <laughs> And eventually it does weigh on you in all seriousness. Like, it was either going to be a client, right, who's upset about something or or who's going through something of their own or has a problem that needs to be fixed, or it was going to be an opposing counsel who, you know, sometimes we work together cordially, sometimes not. Did they ever call call just to talk trash? Yeah. I mean, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) I could could drop some names. I, some I of them I those. get. Some of them I know you. Many of you have heard of too. I can only surmise that Auditor Foley is extremely happy because he has never called in or contributed to what chaps your height. That's true. Plus, if he did, it would be super accounting heavy, and I don't think anybody would too would be into it. <laughs> Not like Debbie with the paper clips, right? Number four. Or gas cans. Legislative Bill 1387 by State Senator Ben Hansen of Blair would set up a referendum vote on whether communities should or could fluoridate their water supply. And fluoride, of course, meant to fight tooth decay, but some say it's hazardous. Okay, so what is, uh, what, what's the hazard? Just putting stuff in water. They, they say fluoride's not necessarily good for you. Okay, because I remember all through elementary school, them coming around with the little cups of fluoride. Yeah. <laughs> we would get all the time. Plus, I remember like... But you, you're not supposed to swallow it. Well, no. You're just supposed to swish it around. Right, well, you're also not supposed to swallow a chew spit, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> Literally someone who's never chewed before in my life. I have <laughs> no idea why that was the thing that came into my mind. Never. The only thing chewing works. gum, Caleb. Have you che- like <laughs> just list all the other things you could have gone with? I had friends in college who not did. supposed to swallow that cigarette. I but. had friends in college who did, and it grossed me out with the spitters all the time. So I never really did. But I always wondered, like, yeah, I can tell you one that's even worse. <laughs> that's when they tip over their spit cup. Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. Uh, anyway, that went a weird place. Anyhow. <laughs> So they're letting, this would let the, uh, what would Lincoln vote if it was on a fluoridation of water? Well, they'd what, keep it. Would, I mean, I don't have a, should I have an opinion on this? I don't know that I have an opinion. I what, need to get angry about this. Where does that fall on partisan lines? Uh, I mean, I could, I could say what I think it is, but it'll probably make someone mad. So. Well, what are we, pro-choice, anti-fluoride? I don't know what, where we're supposed to be. It's unclear about if you're already fluoridating if you would need to adopt another ordinance or not, according to the examiner. Uh, but they wouldn't have to end fluoridation in the meantime. So we might be getting this vote, guys. 
I can't wait. I can't wait for this one. Let me give you two examples in the testimony. Dr. Griffin Cole, a dentist from Austin, Texas, testified in support of the bill, noting that any benefits from fluoride come from topical application on the teeth and not swallowing. Okay. And Joshua Basson of Ithaca testified in support. He said that when he stopped drinking fluoridated water about a decade ago through an expensive filter, his impotence ended. <laughs> what? <laughs> the cause being the the fluoridated. Well, I mean, listen, it could be. I mean, you can't control for everything, but it could be. How about he, t- how- he testified in front of the legislature? What would be helpful if it would be like if like uh, Seward and York both went different ways on this, and then we just kind of, you know, like. See how everyone's teeth is after a decade or so. Well, have you ever right. seen people's teeth see, in New York? Sees how ever. Wow, I did not say that. <laughs> Chances are Ken Henry at NRGmedia.com, York. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Chances are you could use some floss. Yeah, and teeth can be fixed. <laughs> Nebraska men's basketball takes on Indiana tonight. The Huskers won by sixteen a month uh, a month and a half ago. They've not won on the road in Big Ten play, so how important, how big a win would it be tonight? I, Caleb, I, I think it. you can't really overstate how big a win. Like, it would change. I think it would really change the feeling around this whole sort of anticipation and worry and stress about the NCAA tournament. It would obviously get kind of the monkey off the back in terms of a road win. It gets you to 19 wins, too. Mm-hmm. I've looked back uh, since 2017-2018. No Big Ten team that has had 19 or more wins has been left out of the tournament. Now, I'm not saying 19 is enough for sure, but you're starting to get into the area where, like, well, things would really have to fall apart. Right. right? You're starting to get in, starting to get into more likely than not in territory if you mm-hmm. win tonight. So that's why I'm saying it's it's huge, but they got to figure out how to do it on the road. Well, I'm not able to. And that, that becomes the giant talking point against Nebraska. It's, it's You've had these home wins. You've protected home court for every game except for one, which, by the way, is against a, a pretty decent team that also beat a number one team last night. But you've beat number one at home. You beat number six at home. But what have you done on the road? A non-conference win at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a neutral site win against Oregon State in the non-conference. Can you get anything done on the road? If you can get this one, maybe you get the one at Michigan too, but you got to start with tonight. Yep. That goes a long way in removing that talking point against 100%. you. 100%. Yeah, even the one. Yep. It just take yeah, that's a great point. It just get that cuz then you're there's other teams in the conference or on the bubble who are at that two number mm-hmm. as well. That's that one in the conference, one in the non-con. Plus, everyone knows Sioux Falls is an Oregon state town, so that's really three in my that's mind. That's Beaver Country. Yep. <laughs> Number two. I've already said it. (laughs) Average American household spends $2,869 on real estate property taxes and another $448 on residents of the 26 states that uh, have vehicle property taxes. But Nebraska is way down that list, uh, the highest real estate taxes. We come in number 43, right behind Iowa. But look who's number 44. Uh, Worst than Nebraska. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. 
So, Take that, Madison. Wait, so highest, if you're ranked low, it means you're the highest or it means you're the lowest? It means you're the lowest. Well, what are we doing? Where, Seriously? Where? Nebraska's 43rd, got the what, eighth lowest real highest. estate? Highest. Oh, that's what I just asked. Yes. Well, I've misunderstood. Okay, so this means that you're paying the most. Yes. You're paying the eighth most. So the only ones who are paying more, New Jersey, Illinois, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, Texas, Wisconsin. Interesting. Okay. Where's the best place to live, by the way? Do we know that? Uh, if if you're trying to completely avoid it. It's, Haw- it's Hawaii. Really? That I would not have expected. Everything else is higher. Hawaii is where you... Hawaii, Alabama, Colorado, Nevada, South Carolina are your top five. Hmm. If you were uh, wondering. So, puts into perspective this whole legislative discussion right now on where Nebraska is right now. Uh, in in that bottom, that very bottom tier, right? Those home values are insane for Hawaii, though. <laughs> what do you have, state median home value? Whoa, three quarters of a million dollars is the median? Yep. Yo! <laughs> Holy cow. By the way, in Nebraska, it's 205000 Interesting. Interesting. See, Caleb, just be glad you're not living in an apartment in Honolulu. You'd be even, you'd be even in a worse situation. But I'd be in Honolulu. <laughs> you could listen to Mark Vale on the radio every night. It'd be amazing. Do they floridate the That's a good Hawaii? question. Yeah. Mark, do you know? Floridation know. in Hawaii? I don't, I don't know. Have to check uh, that out. All right. <laughs> Number one. Munch Madness Bracket now revealed, and it's available at ALIN.com. <sighs> it is available. Caleb, we went through and <clears throat> picked our winners yesterday. Um, who do you, How about this, though? Who do you see like a double-digit seed, like kind of an upset? There's always somebody that goes on a bit of a run. I am going to say, I'm going to pick as my upset special here, the 12 seed Canyon Joes that's in the Cayenne bracket, the top left bracket. They would have to get through Muchachos in the third round to go for a while, but I think that's, I think that's not impossible. I think it's unlikely, but... If I'm picking a little bit of a dark horse in this whole thing, I kind of like them as a double-digit seed. Uh, that could be there. Um, kind of like Berea Boss in that spot, mm-hmm. too. Pita Anon at 14. Very popular, as we learned, on Selection Friday. I'm trying to remember, because I left my bracket downstairs. Here's. No, that no, no, no. I, I, oh, I have a bracket, picked? but I can't remember oh, who exactly picked? who, who I picked. Pick anybody? Because I filled out the entire thing yesterday. Um well, because they they brought some food in this morning. Delco Dave's at fifteen. Delco Dave's. They, yep. I'm, I'm already feeling I, really good I met about Dave them. this morning. But but I also think uh, if you go a little bit off of some selection show buzz, wider wheat as a fourteen in the basil region. They got to get past uh, Paisanos. Can Vix Pizza? What what do they do against That's Mary Ellen? They're an eleven. Yeah, I, I think there, there. there's something there. Da Vinci's in for the first time as a twelve. True. Also, yeah, I'm sitting with Canyon Joe's. I'm sitting with Canyon Joe's for the moment, but we will see. Peta and Non, a 14. 14. Don't count out L's Kitchen. L's Kitchen. That was Chris Lofgren's yeah. exemption. They're a 14. They're a 14 seed, paprika. yes, in the Paprika uh, region. And they will take on HF Crepe. Ooh, tough matchup. 
Take on HF mm. Crave in the, uh, out the gate in the first round. All right, we got to take a break. That is it for Morning Drive, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back. 33 degrees, sunny in the capital city. Here comes another day where we flirt with 70. Yes. And uh, also, really basically no wind. I mean, come on. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic and uh, looking good, too. A little cooler the next few days, uh, but then flirting with 70s again next week as well so good stuff weather-wise uh time to uh have our monthly visit with the mayor of lincoln uh she is lyrian gaylor baird and she joins us right now by phone good morning mayor how are you doing this morning i'm doing great jack you know if this weather keeps up though i won't be able to wear my new cargo jeans that i bought when i <laughs> thought of you when i did oh my god you, really, you seriously bought cargo jeans is I this did. what is this for like hiking or what is this exactly no, no, is this fashion like fashion Oh, okay. I'm not. I mean, fa- practical uh, fashion. I've got big pockets. Very clearly, I'm not familiar with that world. Uh, really, re- really. Hey, and you know what? You don't. I don't have to ask you any snow removal questions either, no, which I'm not. sure you're not too disappointed about with this whole I'm thing. Ready, I'm ready to talk about Munch Madness. I mean, you know, I, are you? I've got to get my bracket. I was going to say last year. I was honestly a little surprised. You filled out a bracket. Uh, are you planning on doing that again this year? I am planning on doing that this year. I'm, I'm feeling a little torn this year. I've, I've been turned on to boba tea by my kids, so like Bonwich is up there higher than it was last mm. time. I do, I do. That's uh, like the tea. Uh, I've never, uh, see, here's, my daughter likes that too, and I've, I say to my daughter, I'm like, I've never had a tea, and I'd be like, man, you know what I miss with this tea? Like kind of a ball of rice in it. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm missing with this iced tea that I'm the drinking right part. now. Truly. Ugh. Uh, anyway, to each, to each their own. All right, we will look for that then. We will look for that. Just so you know, we've got uh, Caleb. Is it seventeen new? Uh, we've got seven, seventeen new. We ones have to the seventeen uh, restaurants that have never been in any of our brackets since we've expanded to sixty-four. And you might want to use this stat somewhere. We went through, and all of the restaurants that qualify under our terms as local restaurants, there were. I want to say, Caleb, but our spreadsheet ended up at 300. Over 300. Uh, over 300, about 305 or 307 restaurants that were considered eligible under our standards for this. So that's a lot that's of restaurants. Fantastic. No, and it's so good to be supporting our local restaurants. So it's a fun, it's definitely fun to, uh, to participate in Munch Madness. There you go. All right. Now the real fun talks, pothole talk. Um, Let's do it. And, and this is. This is uh, this is exciting. Last time we talked, I know you were encouraging people uh, to get on the uh, on the Uplink app and make sure you know that the city was aware of of pothole issues. I guess get, first of all, just kind of give us uh, an update a month later, and and you know what uh, what kind of progress has been made. How has that system been working? What do people need to know uh, about the situation with potholes? Yeah, well. Thanks to the people of Lincoln, we've been uh, notified of a number of potholes and crews have repaired more than 17,000 now in 2024. So we really appreciate folks reporting those. The crews that were, you know, on our snowplows are now out there. We've got a dozen pothole crews who are out there filling and, and two of those people are dedicated to attending to uplink requests. So um, we'll, we'll continue this work. Um, it's, 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 all, it's happening all across the city, and we really do appreciate the folks who are helping us out. And in the meantime, we're focused on, you know, 
streets in general are a top priority. So investing in our streets, making sure that we continue to make those repairs thanks to Lincoln on the Move and, and you know, we're going to be, that's our best proactive preventative strategy. Uh, is the, uh, are, is, are we finding that, you know, getting them, I know the, the number that, that the city is doing is high in terms of how many they're getting to. Are they finding that the way that they're doing it now or have to do it now, whatever? And I don't totally know all the details about how this works, but are they finding that it's staying, that it's working, or they're having to go back to the same spots, or is there a different method that they'll use at a different time because of the weather what's all the kind of the how the how that works you know what 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 the ltu folks have to do is they have to use different materials based on the temperature so right now we're in a better position to make repairs make more repairs because we can um, use a a mix that works in in the temperatures that we have today Um, when it's really sub you know sub freezing temperatures they're limited in the kinds of materials they can use but we've made investments in technology that are helping them do this work you know we've got those pothole spray patchers that allow you know one person to do the work of four so that's helping us speed up this work and you know they're they're really working on this hard I, you asked about uplink requests they've done over 939 requests from the community so far, and they can do about 720 a day. So they are working hard. They're cranking, and we really appreciate the attention. And and that still still stands, right? People can still yeah. people. Still, I assume. That, I mean, I, it'll be this season, I guess, for a while here. Yeah. So that that's still the case now. What yeah. uh, people can use that that app and Uplink. and report those. Uplnk.lincoln.ne.gov. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where folks can go to report. And again, we just want to thank the community for investing in Lincoln on the move because we're, we have invested over $60 million in streets that we wouldn't have been able to without that quarter cent sales tax. And that's actually helped us uh, pave the way for smoother streets all year round. That kind of repair and um, repaving the real, you know, comprehensive work that we're doing annually, thanks to Lincoln on the move is helping us uh, do better with potholes. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a is there a future? I know your every single road isn't going to be get completely repaved, but is there like a future in sight where there's this isn't as much of a problem just because of you know more infrastructure type road work that is done? Well, perhaps it'll be less of a problem. We're going to invest ninety eight million dollars in street infrastructure over the next two years while we still have Lincoln on the move. We're able to invest quite a bit, but with with the Nebraska weather freeze and thaw cycle, you know, we're just prone to it because when water gets on you know in cracks, then it causes the potholes to uh, happen. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a function of our climate in the Midwest. But spending the money that we spend on streets all year round is helping. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about Woods Park. We talked about this on the show yesterday. There, by the way, when I think of Woods Park, I think of Woods Pool in the '80s. And if you've ever gone by it, they have Mayor. They've got those diving boards, like the towers, yes. like they use in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Just want to tell you, uh, 1980 summer, 1986 ish. It took me. It took me a lot, but I went off the third tower. Oh. Um, and it was probably one of the biggest moments of my life. One of the I most courageous tell. moments of my life. I did. Yeah, bravo. So it, it was very exciting. You can't do that anymore. But anyway, I did that. Um, but, but I just had to, I had to have that side note because I always think about that with Wood Parks, but Woods Park. But there is a, a, a little bit of a dispute right now. Uh, Lincolnites are a bit at odds with what to do. 
Um, there, there's some folks who want there to be more tennis courts there because they say, look, there's demand. We can't even uh, get all the kids that want to play tennis out there right now. There are some people who are saying, look, we love this green space here. You're going to take away this. We don't have a lot of green space in this area as well. I know you've got like nonprofits that are involved with this right now that are kind of doing the advocacy for this. Where exactly is the city in this whole process? You know, the city has been acting as a convener because there are different uses of Woods Park. And so we, when we had the Friends of Woods Park, the nonprofit that runs the tennis center, come to us and say, look, you know, we've got incredible demand. Their, their indoor capacity maxed out last year. They, they had to turn away in last month 187 requests for court time that they couldn't fill. And again, this is court time for... Uh, athletes of all ages, for athletes of all abilities, uh, they host tournaments, and it's they take tennis to the community. So they are they are serving a lot of different people throughout the city in this community park. It's, it's a huge park, almost 50 acres. It serves the entire city. Truthfully, it's not a neighborhood park per se in the traditional sense. So you know we've got this request coming in to expand. We've got people who live right near the park who want it to stay the same. We actually hired a mediator to help us have that discussion, let these two engage, to facilitate community engagement, which is what we do. And that process began, you know, last summer when they first submitted their, their proposal to expand the tennis courts. And, and so we're continuing to facilitate public input. If folks want to share their thoughts, we have a couple of public meetings coming up this week and a survey that's launching. So we you know, people can go to our Parks and Rec social pages and check out our website for more details on the survey and the and the public meetings. We want to hear from people. And then uh, eventually, though, how is the decision made on this? Well, I think we have to look at the public input. Again, we're trying to hear from as many folks as possible. And then the the process would be that if Woods Park, Friends of Woods Park, and the Friends of sorry, Friends of Woods Tennis want to take this to the Parks and Rec Advisory Board. Okay. They can submit a proposal for consideration. And this is really just about updating a plan. There's no money or um, you know, plan in place to actually fund this expansion. They're seeking design approval. Gotcha. So this is like the kind of like the planning commission in some ways, basically mm-hmm, for the parks. Yep. Um, for for this as well. All right. So we'll go for it. And I guess the question is, you know, Mayor, and, and hopefully the you know in the mediation and the discussions, if there's some level of compromise. I know there was talk about going maybe building more south rather than north, and that preserves more green space. I suppose that's probably what the city hopes you can get to. I don't know if you will, but you hope you can get to throughout this discussion. I mean, that that is the art of serving a diverse community with diverse interests and preferences is trying to find compromises. Um, it has been very impressive to see the Friends of Woods Tennis come back with a design that's different from their first proposal through this mediation process and listening to the neighbors. They have definitely altered their design to try to accommodate those folks' um, concerns. Uh, I, you know, we're waiting to see if the other side has any compromise. It's not evident that they have been willing to compromise up to this time. So we will continue to facilitate public engagement and hear from folks and let this work through the process. There's some passion about racket sports in this town, I've noticed. I mean, I remember, I remember a couple years ago, the city was talking about a master plan for tennis and pickleball courts too and yeah. and all of these things like yeah they i suppose these conversations are probably either have happened or will continue to happen when it comes to parks because there seems to be 
a demand, especially I know for pickleball courts, and I know that's not what's happening here, but a demand for those kind of courts. And then there's probably same thing goes along with it. People are saying, well, look, we want some of the green space that goes along with this. So Right. Well, could, and that's, I mean, I think that the essence of what you just described is is captured by the name of the department. It's parks and recreation. We're trying to do both for our community because our community wants both. Yeah. Wait till I get my nonprofit that's trying to get that third tower back open so kids can have that moment to inspire their own self, uh, you know, self-confidence for the rest of their life if they do that. We learn to be brave. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely, I absolutely uh, did that as well. Uh, Other thing I wanted to mention here, just got uh, a a couple of minutes left here. I know that the city recently received a grant um, that has to do with the city's uh, permanent supportive housing complex is going to support the operation of that. I don't, help, help me understand exactly what, yeah, I know it's federal money, but exactly what this allows or what the city will do with this money. Yeah, we're really thrilled by this announcement. We got a grant from the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development that will help us fund the operations of the new city-owned permanent supportive housing facility that we're building just adjacent to City Hall. The The goal of this project is to help people who are chronically homeless get off the street and get back on their feet by putting them into a permanent living situation where they can with their consent, of course, but where they can get supportive services that help them get sober, that help address mental health concerns, that that help them live a higher quality of life. And this award will help us with the operations. We already have the money to build the facility okay. thanks to you know the American Rescue Plan uh, federal dollars, and then this is more federal funding that's, that's looking to actually pay the mental health service providers and the facility managers to operate it. Okay. All right. Uh, good. Good news there, and really uh, good news. yeah, to to uh, continue to to help people in the community that are going through those those situations as well. Yeah. All and right. We really, we're happy to have federal funds to help us do it. That saves money for our local taxpayers. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. I'm going to be looking for your bracket. I don't. I tried to quick do a, a Twitter search and find your one from last year. Uh, I wasn't Twitter search is a mess. So I had a hard time finding it. Well, but it didn't go viral. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might have. I I don't think you did a you you your I don't think your picks it. did that well. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Last year, I remember so. when I graded them, they did not. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I bet it's not that it, supporting my, my the businesses. Yes, you you can pick right exactly again. You supporting the businesses you like. Again. There's two ways to do it. You can predict or you can kind of do the places that you're you know you're supporting. So yeah. that's fine too. Yeah. So we'll be uh, we'll be looking for that again and uh, encouraging everybody to go out and try some of these places. Support these small businesses we, in town. We can go so. talk about it over boba tea. Sometime. No, gonna <laughs> pat gross. <laughs> Why, 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 why do we need rice balls in our tea? Gross. All right. Thank you, Mayor. I appreciate thank it. You. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. All right. There you go. Mayor Larry and Kaylee Mayor. It's 825 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Caleb, I thought I told you to cancel this interview today. Oh yeah! Oh god! I think we. This is awkward oh, now. Here we go. Uh, there, there, we were playing the wrong music. My, my bad. There we go. Uh, good morning, John. I don't know if you've <laughs> slept since I was getting tweets from you at two or three in the morning, but nonetheless, good morning. And how are we today? 
Oh, there Try we that go. Again. Sorry. Uh, we didn't have the uh, right buttons pushed. Good morning. That's my bad. Good morning, John. Yeah, I know what you guys are trying to do. You're trying to trying, silence trying my to joy. Trying to silence you. You're trying to <laughs> silence him. Silence let's joy. get him on and let's silence him today. <laughs> that's a great idea. That is a uh, that's a that's a great idea. Were, were you really? Uh, how late did you tweet me last night with your with your taunting gift? Well, no, okay. Number one, I have an excuse because I was getting home late from a basketball game. You're supposed to be in bed getting ready for a morning show, but yes, it was like I was in bed. I saw it in the morning. I saw it when it I woke up. It was 2 a.m. when I, when I, and I, I will admit to this, I looked back, I said, hmm, I wonder what Mr. Passive Aggressive has to say. I didn't say much. Um, no, you didn't, except for the, you know, well, if there was ever a night we didn't have to root for these guys, I guess tonight would be John, the night. Huh? Okay, so that, I do that because I, I have been putting out, like you kind I of know. taught me to I do, re- cheering guys. And the reality of the situation is a lot of nights it includes cheering for Creighton. We talked about this last week. Yes. A lot of, and, and I usually and I, get, I appreciate that. And I, I usually get that. blowback from Nebraska fans who are mad at me for even suggesting they do that. I mean, yeah, so, I, I'm not criticizing you. I'm yeah, you not are. criticizing yeah, you. I, like I realize you, like you, you have a fan base to educate because most of these people have never seen good basketball before. So I, I okay. appreciate. I appreciate Welcome to the you. beating number one party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate though that you know, and you're right. It, it had zero bearing on 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 Nebraska and one of the last times yeah. this year. Yeah. For the regular season, I think you guys have a yeah, you guys have a Marquette um, game that probably doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, there's a Marquette game. Saint that won't John's matter. will and Seton Hall will, and I don't know what the other one is that you. Saint have John's, left. Seton Hall, Providence, and Providence. No, 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 no. We're done with Providence. God, I'm losing my Villanova, mind. Um, Villanova, Villanova. All three of yeah, those, and matter. that and that one may not. I mean, if Villanova. Now Villanova did win last night, but B Butler. Yeah, there's helped. a there's a there's a good chance. There's a good chance that yeah, you'll need you'll you'll want some help from Creighton in those games. If you don't need it, you'll want it. Yeah. So uh so uh I'll I'll humor you for a second. What was it what was it like in that building when it uh when it went final last night? Oh, it, it was fantastic. I mean, you know, you, you were you've been out there for court stormings. We were out for a famous court storming many many years ago. Um, yes. It's just something about the joy of, you know, knocking off a really, really good team. And and they are. I mean, UConn is a tremendous team. And I thought, you know, Creighton was going to have to shoot the ball really, really well to have a shot. And I did not anticipate that they would shoot it as well as they did. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was a blast. And, you know, I always I, I never know what to expect. I mean, I knew that, you know, four years ago, when we beat Seton Hall on the last day of the regular season to win the Big East, that they were, you know, they were going to run on the floor. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, you know, because it's a Tuesday night, you know, it's weird. But then when I saw the students come in and they'd been lined up for hours outside, I said, "Yeah, they're probably going to be a little amped up." And yeah. I'll say it's hard that, to keep your was, wine from spilling when you run on the floor, too. That's a, that's also you want to keep that in. Well, mind. they were spilling it in the stands. I, I can't count the number of times. 
where you know we'd hit a big bucket or something and i my glance would be towards the student section and there would be liquid flying in the oh, air God. it was so, just I a mean, fancy were, waste management yeah it was it was it like did it did kind of look like the waste management open at times uh and i noticed there was about five or six mangled chairs so they were climbing Jeez. all over stuff wow but, just i mean God, really oh yeah the vandalism destruction it's, it's vandalism out of control wow hoodlum university basically this never happened back don't in our send day. your kids to hoodlum university because you're going to get property <laughs> destroyers good to know very good to know well the funny thing is i didn't start watching the game i had other stuff going on until uh about 9 15 so i was like 18 17 minutes left in the second half i basically watched connecticut the first the first 15 minutes of basketball i watched in real time were basically connecticut outscoring creighton like 22 to 2 or something like that it was like i was like i don't know what i missed the first half but creighton is just destroying them or or uh, connecticut is just destroying them but then um then started making shots again and and it was over although my favorite part of the game was when uh uh much uh much lauded uh, danny hurley coach team with about two and a half minutes left down 10 Acted like there were seven seconds left and they were down seven. It was it was oh, yeah. uh, chucking it was threes. Yeah. Bizarre. It was yeah, odd. It, it was. But you know the uh, Tristan Newton, who was their leading scorer, is the only guy who really could score last night. He, I think, one of his was like a heat check because he was like, "Okay, I'm feeling it. I'll go for it." But right. yeah, it, it, I mean, it was Creighton outscored him th- by 33 points at the three point line. You know, and usually when that happens, man. Um, Really good things. I'll tell you what, though. If your team goes into New York and loses to Rick Pitino, is that at MSG this weekend? If you guys go into MSG and lose to Rick Pitino (laughs) after all that, it will be the most annoying. This is a small list. It will be the most annoying Creighton loss in the history of Creighton losses. Hey, listen, that was calculated. I mean, what Patino said, he, 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 that's calculated. That is in a complete effort to motivate his team. Do you, you know, think a lot so? of people, he was, I mean, he was rough on them. He was rough, but if you actually, I mean, if you read the quotes, it reads really bad, but you hear him, he was very matter of fact. I mean, just like, I mean, he's talking like you and I are right now, just very matter of fact, no emotion. He was, he was, he is motivating his team right now. Uh, he's basically pushing the last button you have as a coach. So I am absolutely expecting a full out war on Sunday. And I'm glad that, you know, it was Tuesday and. Instead of Wednesday, and then we play Sunday instead of Saturday, because I think, you know, and Nebraska saw that, you know, that that was the hardest thing about the Nebraska win over Purdue was you had to turn around and play Iowa in yeah. three days. I've seen it. You know, with, and, and, I've and seen I was, it multiple I, times that, this year. Was, yeah. Honestly, that was the first thing I thought of as our game is ending. It's like, man, I'm sure glad we got these extra few hours that Nebraska didn't have and, because similar situation. Go on the road. Got to beat a good team. You know, you're coming off an emotional high. That's one of the most challenging things to do as a coach. That's why in football, you know, it's always great to have that week off, you know, because you can, you have time to come down from an emotional game and then get yourself reset and ramped back up for the next one. In basketball, you can't do that. And so you really need to have a baseball like mentality where it's like every day is a new day. Um, because it, that's one of the hardest things to do is 
to stack wins after you've you know done something you've never done before. Well, in addition to the one you mentioned, Nebraska beats Wisconsin, and that was on a Thursday, if I recall. Then Sunday they play Illinois. Yeah, going to actually played great in that game, losing overtime uh, because the refs didn't want them to win, and then and then looked terrible <laughs> three days later. It looked terrible three days later against Northwestern. No, not terrible, yeah. but not nearly as good as not they good, had. Yeah, um, and so so that so Nebraska Indiana tonight john uh nebraska if they would win gets to 19 wins gets their first road conference win obviously uh at this point how how much does that change i mean obviously it does to some degree but how much does that change your level of certainty that they are going to make the field if they pull this off tonight i thought last week and so we're going back to prior to penn state i thought last week if nebraska finishes four and two or better, I'm I'm not well, certainly if it's five and one or six and oh, I'm not worried at all. I mean it's you know, plan your you know, selection Sunday so they watch have party. Five and, games left now. So yeah. yeah. But but I thought I thought before Penn State if they could finish four and two. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the baseline for yeah, I feel pretty good. Three and three, I'm worried. So yeah, I, I mean this is, you know, obviously they got the first one and really what four and two is inferring is you get at least one road win. So here's a certain opportunity. Uh, I hope Indiana wears those same uh, crappy uniforms they wore on Sunday because they didn't play well in them. Jeez, um, those were weird. <laughs> those were ugly. God, Man. those were bad. Just yeah. What are they thinking? I, I have no idea. There is some somebody somebody was on crack there at Adidas when they designed <laughs> those things. But um, yeah, I, I think you know tonight would tonight would go a long way because I, I've always felt that Nebraska just needed. I don't. I didn't think. And you know, going back, you know, to our earlier conversations, I I didn't think Nebraska necessarily needed it. Like it's like okay, don't get a road win. You're definitely not getting in. But. I, it was something they needed or, or, or that would be nice to have on their resume. And, uh, and and this is a golden opportunity for it. And, you know, I, I think, I think uh, you know, you get this one. And, and, and the other thing is, you, you know, you're just building momentum then at this right. case because Nebraska's got some great momentum right now. Um, I'm looking at my buddy Bart and Nebraska's back, in the, back in the last four. They weren't yeah. last night. Well, and if you notice, you mean Wait you look at these percentages, you look at the percentages, and, and what we're talking about is BartTorvik.com, which is our newly uh, adopted friend. But um, you look at the bid percentage, and, I mean, the teams with the last four buys, Florida Atlantic, 82%, Wake Forest, 77 Nebraska's at 72 and a half. But you got Virginia, first team out at 63 And you're going to see that, you know, as we get closer to the finish line, is you're going to see a lot more teams start to drop out and and you're just going to get a real concentrated bunch. So right now, I bet you're you're looking at basically eight to twelve teams, of which Nebraska is one of those. You get a win like this tonight, they jump in. Uh, they're they're certainly probably back in the last four buys category. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the rooting guide, the who you're rooting for guide, and tonight's leverage. So the difference between a win and a loss is like eighteen percent. So it, it it's pretty big, yeah. Um, and, and so I think, yeah, you get this one tonight, and then you feel really good because then you're coming back home. Um, I, I think the win by Ohio State was a good thing uh, for Nebraska because it, it it doesn't lock them in as a guaranteed quad one when they face them uh, next Thursday, but it 
it makes it more of a certainty that it'll happen. I think they'll I think they'll beat Minnesota. They should have beaten them the first time. Uh, and then the, your last two games are, I mean, dare I say, as winnable games as you're ever going to have. So, yeah, tonight tonight kind of feels like that that balance or that tipping point between are we going to feel really comfortable on Selection Sunday or are we going to be just a little bit nervous? Yeah. You win tonight, I think, you know, you're just going to carry that through to the finish line. Lose tonight, obviously the doubt creeps in. you got to rally back. You're not done but you just wouldn't feel as good. Right. By the way, Nebraska's on the verge of losing two quad one games, too. Uh, Michigan State loses to Iowa last night while you were getting ready for the Creighton game. They're down to 24, so they are one spot away now, from, or two spots away from being no more a quad one win. Wisconsin hung on last night against Maryland, but they're down to, they're down to 21 right now, John, so... All, it could, wouldn't take a lot, and those quad one games could look really different. And Kansas State's in the 80s, so um, that's interesting now. But I, I think my question is, like, just getting that one cat scratch in the loss or in the road win column, it even takes away, it, it kind of just takes away a narrative that you could exclude them on, right? Like, there isn't a clear, no. there isn't really a clear, they've got a, they didn't have a strong non-conference, obviously, strength of schedule although they they went through it fine with the exception of Creighton there's just not a clear obvious resume flaw then if that's not even if you just yeah. if you get one and, and, that sticks and, out and, like a sore thumb yeah and real quick uh it's it's uh it's top 30 top oh, is 30, it 30? So, I thought it was 25 yeah, okay good uh, no good, it's, good, good. it's it's yeah it's top 30 they're, they oh, they've, they've kind of they've divided quad one into tiers now you got Quad one A and quad one B, but yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 top thirty for a home win. So I would be more worried about Wisconsin because they're kind of backsliding right now than I would be for Michigan State. The thing is, though, when you get this high, unless unless these teams like lose two or three games in a row, uh, I I think they're going to be okay staying in the top thirty. Um, it's going to be a little bit harder for Kansas State because as you move further down the net. It's harder to move up and down because there's so many teams, you know, that are so tightly packed, you know, in terms yeah. of quality. So, yeah, I don't know if Kansas State's going to be able to get into the top 75, but, you know, I think Nebraska's going to be okay um, in terms of not losing any more uh, quad one opportunities. Uh, also, keep in mind that Minnesota is right on the cut line, too. And I know that was a loss, but if right. you could bump that back That's up, true. Uh, that would certainly be. Uh, that'd certainly be nice. It'd also be nice because uh, Minnesota right now is 76. If they if they stay down there, that's a quad three game at home. But if they could get oh, into the top 75, then all of a sudden it becomes a quad two yeah. game, which is just it just looks a little bit better, little things, you know, yeah. because you're looking for you're really looking for the combined total games. Nebraska's three and six against quad one. They're three and two against quad two. So combined, they're six and eight. Yeah. You'd like to you'd like to add, stack a, a few more in there uh, because you know every little bit's going to matter as we get here towards the end as we start comparing these resumes real close. And not to look too far ahead, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the Big Ten with six, seven, or eight losses right now. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just so like half the league is scrunched right in the middle of the standings. From Wisconsin down to Rutgers. Wisconsin has six losses. Rutgers has eight losses. And, and I'm bottom, not one, so. you know, they, they keep saying, you know, don't don't overemphasize conference tournaments. But because it's packed like that, 
it could put more of a premium on, you know, advancing a game or two in the conference tournament just because, you know, you're 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 not only fighting those teams for an at large, but all the other schools and all the other conferences. Watching the conference tournaments this year, I mean again, you hope what what you hope for is that Nebraska, you know, finishes strong and doesn't necessarily need a great tournament. Um, but watching other conference tournaments is going to be real fascinating this year because you've got a lot of teams. You know, you look at the Mountain West tournament, you're going to have to watch that one. Um, you know, uh, obviously the Big East tournament is going to be important for Nebraska. It's going to be a lot of uh, – that week is going to be a really fun week um, if, if, you're, if you're into this stuff. You really want to dive into the nitty-gritty. If Nebraska would get a win tonight, they would have 19 wins. Every team – since 2019, every Big Ten team since 2019 with 19 or more wins has made the tournament. Last time that didn't happen was that notorious year where Nebraska didn't get in with 18 wins. Ohio State that year had 19 wins, although uh, they didn't have a great conference record that year, but they were had 19 wins. But in five years, there have been... Every team that got to nineteen, that was the that was the magic number for the conference. So yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, and listen, Nebraska, in my opinion, they've got to get to twenty one, um, at least twenty one, um, you know, to uh, to feel good. So yeah, nineteen's yep. great, but you know, because of the non conference schedule, and I think they'll get there. I think I think you're looking at a at least a minimum four and two finish from those six games, and Nebraska's already got one in hand, so. Uh, yeah, I think 21 is a magic number. Have you had a chance to see the Munch Madness bracket yet? I, You know, I, I, I've i seen your tweets. I have not had a chance to look right. very deeply into it uh, so that I could come up with some educated critiques of how badly you see <laughs> Okay, you can't. Cr- <laughs> I'm not taking that from you. Of mo- of anyone uh, because jo- it's crazy. You need to go. You'll love this as w- the co-creator. You need to go to Kalan.com where they have the link to the bracket. You can look at the bracket there. But Caleb has now basically started to make like the equivalent of a press guide that you get at a football game or game notes. He's got a history, you know, like in in football, you can look back Nebraska's history against every opponent and all the years. Caleb's got a history of every restaurant since we expanded it to sixty four. And how far they went in the tournament, how many times they've been in, who they won, and who they lost to. So we, that's great. We now I mean, have, we needed those stats. Yes. So <laughs> my seeds have been based off. I, I now have that resource for my seeds, and the seeds have most clearly, more clearly been who would be not. It's not about personal preference. It's not about who's the better restaurant. It's who is the favorite in terms of likely winning the popular vote. So okay, okay. That, that's you, what it is. I am I am lost here. I, I can't recognize half of these names. I mean, Peta and spend Nam. some time that in Lincoln, like a, man. Spend that some time like in Lincoln. A CBS, that sounds like a CBS sitcom. <laughs> Cook's Cafe. I think I I think I watched that on the uh, Food Network. Cook's Cafe one. has been in with, since you and I were doing it. He, Come on. John looked at this bracket and said, I've never "Do they serve it. wine?" <laughs> Look, Wait a minute. Okay, no offense, but white or wheat? Yes. What are we doing here, people? That's Can't right by my house. Thing? That's right by my house, John. You <laughs> but do- that's what I love about this is yes. I'm learning about all these new places. Yes, you need to. Del- Delco Dave's, that reminds me. I need a new battery for my hey, car. He brought over cheesesteaks this morning. He's from Philly. It was amazing. They Delicious. Were, they were very good. All right, I want you to I want you to at least make, talk, to, talk to Chris and you guys find a place, a new place that you don't know of, and I need you to go to it sometime in the next month. Right. I know you're busy. Well, I, just, I just named four of them. Right. I, I know you're busy. Vernon Ellie's. I think as the co-founder, 
you at least uh, owe that to the bracket is to go to one of these new places that you haven't been, which is in the spirit of the bracket. So you and Chris can do that some night when she doesn't feel like making something. How's Deal. We'll go there and celebrate another Jay's win. Oh, boy. Oh, Jay's you better be. Okay. Great. Jay's you better. Win. I'll hold you to that on Sunday. If you lose that game, I am going to be the worst. And it's about Creighton losing. So I'm telling you what that you right mean? now. What do you mean you're going to be the I'm worst? I'm going to be. I'm taking to a new level of worse. You have no idea. <laughs> you think I'm bad about cheering against Creighton? I'm worse when I'm cheering for Creighton. Tipsy right Tina's. I got in trouble one time watching Tipsy Tina's. <laughs> okay. Oh okay. All right. Thank you, John. <laughs> Have a safe trip to New York. Please win. Bye. There you go, John Bishop. 1620, The Zone. It's 856. Take a break. Wrap up the show with this on KLIN.